This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, all eyes are in the wood, my Mohawk Park tonight with the $1 million Mohawk Million Trot for two-year-olds and also the running of the Metro Pace, the Canadian Trotting Classic. She's a great lady in the elegant image. It's a night of all nights as someone who's going to be quite busy at Wood by Mohawk Park as friend of the show, driver Bob McClure. And shortly, Bob will join us on the show and talk more about the supercar at Wood by Mohawk Park going on later today. Also, speaking about million-dollar races, well, Parks Racing in Philadelphia is home to today's $1 million Pennsylvania Derby and the $1 million Cotillion Stakes and someone who you will find riding in both of these events is friend of the show Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith Mike will be aboard the Philly Adair Manor in the Cotillion and the Colt Alba in the Pennsylvania Derby and surely we will talk with Mike and learn more about his two stakes mounts today and also talk more with Mike about the upcoming Breeder Stakes races and also what it is that makes his career tick as we go forward in the 2022 racing season. In addition while friend of the show Garnet Barnsdale love that guy joins us today to drill down down on tonight's great stakes field card at Woodbine Mohawk Park that includes the $1 million Mohawk Million and the amazing Metro Pace. And that's just the beginning. And shortly, Garnet will guest on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, and talk about the super card going on at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks today, as always sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you, Jim? Probably not as good as Modern Games, who had a fantastic home stretch to win the Rico Woodbine Mile last week in impressive fashion. It was a great day of racing, and, and it was great to see. And you know what was interesting, Jim? It was great to see a lot of media there. And, it was, like, we had Peter Lurie on the show last week, and, and you know, he basically does some work with NBC. That's right. He was working with uh, Jeff Bratt, and uh, America's Best Racing was there. And, you know, it was, it was really a, a well-documented, uh, you could say, uh, day of racing. And the racing was good, too. You had three Breeders' uh, Cup winning your in uh, races. So, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was great. Modern Games, like, he uh, he put on a, a pretty good show. He's, he's a nice horse. And interesting, the story is, that, uh, I think we've told it on this show, he was in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile turf last year, and they scratched him. The starter scratched him by mistake. Oh, then, that's right. Yeah, and uh, so he ran for purse money only, and he actually won the Breeders' Cup race. So the joke was that you could, maybe this year, he'll go to the Breeders' Cup and you can actually bet on him. So. Well, and I think the calendar and the horse racing calendar did play a part in that attendance and media attendance because we are now counting down the weeks until the Breeders' Cup. And with those kind of stakes races and winning her in, I mean, there's a lot in the line of the thoroughbred industry right now. Well, exactly. And, and every week you now going forward, as you say, there's going to be probably – you know, a, a Breeders' Cup winning you're in race. And, you know, very shortly, uh, probably like middle of October, you'll see Daily Racing Forum put out the probable, you know, horses for the various Breeders' Cup races. So, And then I think sometimes the listeners are going, well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that the staggering amount of money available. This is the Stanley Cup slash Super Bowl slash NBA Finals of horse racing the Breeders' Cup. It is, and everybody, just like everybody wants to win a Kentucky Derby on the thoroughbred side, everybody wants to win a Breeders' Cup race. And if you're an owner, you're a trainer, you're a breeder, you know, that it looks pretty good on the resume. What a night it's going to be at Woodbine Mohawk Park, the Mohawk Million, and many other races. It's a huge night. It's going to be a busy night for this harness-driving champion. Friend of the show, Bob McClure, joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Bob, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I, I'm sure as a veteran driver, you're probably as excited as the fans and the media and everyone else um, for this, the big Saturday night for racing, for everyone involved in the harness driving industry in this province. It's It's got to be exciting for you. Oh, of course. Yeah, this time of year is always exciting. Uh, you know, uh, the best of the best start to filter through and the gap uh, between the really good ones and the you know the good ones uh, starts to spread quite a bit. So it's a, it's a fun time of year for everybody. Okay, let's talk about uh, Mohawk Million. You're driving a horse by the name of uh, Silly Me Hanover, right? A winner, yep. winner of two of five races, and it's a filly and against the boys. Yeah, well, uh, the fillies have had a lot of success in that race. Um, uh, last year, uh, Philly won it, and the year before that, uh, we were second, just beat with a filly. So uh, I don't think it's as big a difference as it used to be. And now, with this kind of race and this kind of field, do you have a specific strategy going into it? No, not really. Uh, my filly's pretty handy, so uh, when the gate folds, we'll just kind of take it from there. But um, obviously, you don't want to get away uh, too far back. And her last start was in the Champlain, right? And it, it came off a layoff, so did that serve its purpose, maybe to tighten her up a little bit? She definitely wasn't quite tight enough. Uh, you can't. You, they have to race to be tight, but she was battling a lot of uh, sickness issues, so 
we were all very happy with the way she raced. And you're also involved in the elegant image stakes with a horse by the name, this is a wild name, Warwizenia. I hope I got that right. Uh, what do you think about your horse's chances in that race? Well, it's uh, the 11 hole is uh, uh, nearly impossible to win from. Uh, you know, I've got a horse in Sylvia Hanover later in the card. She should be undefeated, but she had to start from the 11 hole one night and got beat. And uh, the trouble is with Warwizenia, she's definitely the best horse in the race. Trouble is, uh, she's not the handiest, and that's a tough spot to start from. Hmm. And she earlier in the year was was shipped to the Meadowlands for the Hamiltonian Oaks, right? And and people thought quite highly of her. In fact, I liked her in that race as well. And she she made a break. Eh? She's very tough to drive, yeah. And uh, so you know you got to be careful with her. Uh, you got to just get her to the three quarter pole and hope she's within range. Because if she is, she's so fast. Uh, you know she's going to mold them down. Before we get to She's a Great Lady Stakes, Bob, maybe for listeners who don't understand, when you have this many big-name mounts in a night like this, what are you doing between races? Are you just having a coffee? Are you? What do you do to sort of like forget about the race you just had and get your mind ready for the next race? Well, it, it kind of comes with experience. It's a, It's gotten quite a bit easier for me. But, you know, you come off the track from the race before. If things go well, you're coming back uh, the winter from the winter circle. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, you have your quick uh, back and forth with the trainer and, you know, you move on. You get the program, you start reading, uh, and you just get dialed back in. Uh, you know, at Woodbine Mohawk Park, we have 25 minutes between races, oftentimes 30 minutes. So you got some some time to get, you know, uh, refocused on the next one. Hmm. So do you, do you do any pre-handicapping, Bob? Like as soon as the racing program becomes available, you grab it and start looking at it and going through your drives and that? No, I don't. No. Um, I, I seem to find that you can overthink things quite a bit. Uh, uh, I usually, I pick up the program the night before. I go over it a little bit um, before I go to bed. And then, you know, it all kind of, you know, sits with you for a day. But you usually have a pretty good idea of the horses you're in with anyway. And, uh, you know, the driving strategy you want to apply to each one. So you're in a, a a big stakes race, and you're in the front four or five horses. All the carts are, you know, sorted together. How focused are you in the backstretch coming around to the finish line, or are you taking peaks left and right to see where other people are around you to sort of set up your your stretch strategy? Well, that's the difference between the the good drivers and great drivers. The great drivers, they uh, they 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 the benefit, they are able to know where the horses they have to beat are and what position they're in, and you know they can apply that strategy, you know, that to their strategy, you know, a good driver can just drive their horse, but the, the really great ones, the best ones, you know, the Dexter Duns, the Tim Tietrichs and them, they, they make sure they're aware of where all the other horses are in the race too. And it's not always about following the best one, but making sure you're not in a bad position behind a bad one. And that's a, the kind of craft of your industry that can only come with time and experience. I would think Bob. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it, you learn every day and if, uh, if you don't learn every day, you're you're going to fall by the wayside because uh, you can never have too much knowledge when it comes to this. Hmm. Larry? Do you prefer driving trotters or pacers, Bob? Uh, trotters, 100%. For me, it's just a personal thing. I know there are drivers that prefer pacers, but for me, young trotters, uh, they're, uh, they're just uh, they're by far my favorite. Speaking of favorites, we've got a great horse, Sylvia Hanover, and she's a great lady stakes, a morning line, six to five favorite. 
Uh, for the listeners, maybe don't know what makes Sylvia Hanover such a good horse. Uh, I think she she is born with the added benefit she has three lungs. <laughs> 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 she uh, she never gets tired. You know, she's big. She's strong. She's bigger and stronger. She looks like uh, you know a, an adult playing on a high school basketball team. Wow. She just looks physically ahead of everybody else, uh, mentally ahead of everybody else, and. You know, every time uh, you get her into a dog fight, she always comes out on top. Like, I swear she's got a third long. And uh, <laughs> then uh, last week I was a little worried because the race was turning into a sprint. And, you know, when you've got a horse that doesn't get tired, you don't want to turn into a sprint. You want to, you know, be the one that's the livest at the wire. But, you know, it did turn into a sprint and she out sprinted them. So I just don't know what else to say about her. She's got all the tools. It seems like uh, there isn't a chink in her armor. Amazing. And as you mentioned earlier, she's only got, she's had six starts. She's had five wins in the second. And the only race when that she lost where she ran second, she had post 11. Yeah. And it's, that's a terrible, terrible post, especially for two-year-olds. And uh, it's going to be really uh, unfortunate if she goes down as uh, you know, she's very possible. It's very possible she'd go her whole career and not get beat again. And if she goes 29 for 30 and that one loss is because she had the 11 hole, it'd be very unfortunate. You know, I listen to you, Bob, and I think about great athletes who play well into their 40s in team sports because mainly they don't need the money, but they just love the competition and love the game. And I'm not saying you don't need the money, but obviously at this point in career, you love the competition, love the adrenaline, love racing, and love trying to compete to win. I do, and you know what? It's a lot of fun this time of year when you get to drive great horses. You know, in the winter, the dog days, sometimes it gets a little uh, draggy. You know, the best horses are, you know, shut down for the winter and stuff. But when it comes to spring and those uh, those top caliber horses start coming out, you know, it makes it gives you goosebumps just thinking about it. Now, Bob, you, you're driving at, at Woodby Mohawk Park, and then you're, you're also at the other various Ontario tracks as well. And then, you know, Hanover and tracks like that that are half mile. Do you change your driving style from the bigger tracks to the smaller tracks? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Uh, for example, last night I drove two horses um, from first up and second over because they, you know, you don't want to blast them to the front of Woodbine. It's a long way to go if you have to use them too hard. But at Hanover, it was uh, guns and blazing, get them to the front. And, you know, once you're at the, on the front there, it's, uh, it takes a good one to get around you. So you definitely have to be more aggressive and forwardly placed on a half. As competitive as it can be at this level, harness racing with the drivers, is there also a mutual respect among all the men and women who drive and get in the cart? I, I believe there is. Uh, I know I have a lot of respect for all the drivers I drive for, and I hope they have the respect for me. Uh, I think uh, the world of harness racing uh, has a lack of appreciation for just how great the Canadian drivers are. You know, sometimes I look around uh, other jurisdictions, uh, excluding maybe the Meadowlands and New Jersey, but, you know, almost every driver in the Woodbine Drivers Room has a Breeders' Crown title or two or three. Uh, we've won the biggest races in the world. Uh, you know, you just go around and pick any any uh, top race in the entire world somebody in that room has won it um and i i don't think you can say that about a lot of jurisdictions other than maybe the meadowlands hmm. so i think uh i think we're very well aware of how good the driving colony is there and i think you know um it's not appreciated as much as it should be 
Larry? Anything you haven't accomplished in your career yet, Bob? Oh, yeah, there's lots. You know, there's lots of races I'd like to win. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot. You know, just, uh, you know, there's some smaller races that maybe aren't the top of the scale that are on my bucket list. Uh, one would be the Gold Cup and Saucer. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, and the Battle of Waterloo, you know, there's there's races, that, you know, I, I've i still got my eyes on a, a lot of big ones that I haven't gotten to yet. That's why we love talking to Bob. All the best. Thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy a great Saturday night and hope uh, many trips to the Winter Circle at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Thank you very much, guys. All the best. When we come back, friend of the show, Mike Smith joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bread, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, welcome back to Ponies 24-7. Well, today, Parks Racecourse in Philadelphia features their most important race card of the year with two $1 million stakes races, including the Pennsylvania Derby, which sees the rematch between Cyberknife, the winner of the Grade 1 Haskell Stakes, and the second-place finisher, the Bob Baffert-trained Taba. Only a head separated the two, and today we are joined by Hall of Fame jockey and a rider of Taba, Mike Smith, who recently Larry Simpson had an opportunity to interview Mike and discuss today's Pennsylvania Derby and some other action today at Parks Racecourse. Hi, I'm with uh, Mike Smith, who is uh, riding a horse by the name of Taba today in the Pennsylvania Derby. Mike, talk about this horse. Yeah, I mean, it's a very talented horse. You know, has a lot of ability, very lightly race, and be getting better with each and every race. And, and we're hoping for even a bigger step forward today. Million dollar purse. So has he kind of become a man from a boy now? Well, he's certainly getting there. I mean, he's still pretty lightly race. I mean, he's getting late in the year, so they're getting closer to four now. So they're all getting a little bigger and stronger and, and better. And he certainly, he's probably the, the you know, the lightest race horse uh, in the race, but he's got an abundance of talent, and he's had some good races, and, and he's training extremely well, and we look for him to run, run big. You've rode 
a lot of great horses in your time, authentic and that. Uh, how does uh, Taba rate? Well, again, he's very lightly raised. He hasn't had you know a chance to really be be rated. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, other than you know, his second time out, he, he won the Santa Anita Derby, which is you know pretty amazing. So right away, he's shown that he had that he has that kind of talent. Now he you know he needs time to, to certainly show it and. And he's getting that, and, and like I said, each and every race has gotten better, and we look for him to run really, really big today. If he can, if he can beat this bunch today, I mean that's that's really saying something. It's a good, it's a really good strong bunch of three-year-olds. Let's talk about uh, your other mount in the uh, Cotillion uh, Stakes at Parks today. Uh, horse by the name of uh, Adair Manor. What can you tell us about her? Not, not a whole lot, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I've never ridden her before. Uh, I've never been on her. Uh, I've raced against her, and I know that, you know, she's a talented filly as well, and she's training. Again, she's training very well. Her works are really good. Certainly wouldn't have brought her if you didn't think that she she deserved a chance. You know, you got Lucas Philly in there who's, you know, already won the race like the Kentucky Oaks, and she's certainly going to be the overwhelming favorite, but <clears throat> we're not without a chance. It's a really big, good-looking, talented filly, so if we can get things to go our way early on, uh, she's not without a big shot. You, um had a pretty successful uh, Delmar meet, didn't you? Yeah, it did well. For what, what we rode, we did really well. Okay. We wind up fourth in the standings and uh, had a big meet. Talk about some of the horses that uh, that you rode. Is there anything that uh, you're very excited about? You know, we didn't win none of the real real big ones, but we won a lot of races, you know, with a lot of young horses, uh, especially some of the two-year-olds, you know, that I rode there. Uh, one called Carmel Road, who, who broke his maiden very impressively. Uh, a nice two-year-old on the grass called Paxel Wallop. Uh, for Jeff Mullins that looks really good uh, you know and just a lot of other just solid horses that I was blessed to have ridden and picked up and, and, and won on during the meet uh, so we had a strong meet going into Santa Anita we look to have a, even a better meet there what keeps you uh, you going Mike is it uh, to have another Kentucky Derby winner or is it to have another Breeders Cup winner all, all of that you know it certainly would, would appreciate either <laughs> one of those but you know, I mean, we're still riding t- kind of horses that, that can pull something like that off. So as long as I'm doing that, uh, that that's, what that's what will keep me around. Uh, blessed to have stayed in really good shape and good health. And good Lord's willing, I can stay healthy in the same kind of shape that I'm in right now that I see no problem with riding another year or two. Greatest horse you ever rode? Each one of them at, 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 that, at that year, you know, it's a different year, a different time for each and every one of them. I, you know, I've been blessed that, that at certain times there was no one could beat the ones that I happened to be on. <laughs> Who was it that got you started in this business? Just love to be around horses. Uh, my uncle trained. I had my grandparents owned horses. Uh, my father rode at one one point for a little while, so I was kind of born or born into it. Really, uh, I was really at, at, you know I was a pretty athletic kid and was into all all sports and, and just didn't grow much, you know. So next best thing that uh, that or, or or the best thing actually for me was was just become a jockey and that's what that's what I did I started practicing at a very young age and, and one step takes you to another and you know next thing you know you're on you're on your way and you you're starting your career and then you know to this day I enjoy riding so much and I enjoy being around horses that it's not like work and mm-hmm. anytime you can go to work and it doesn't feel like it well then you seem to do a whole lot better do you remember the first race that you rode uh, not necessarily the first race uh, i can tell you about the first race i won <laughs> okay and, you know which was just a, a sprint race uh, <laughs> wasn't very, nothing very exciting but uh, 
uh, you know, we, we were the first horse I had won on, and it was pretty neat. The first race I rode, I, I think I finished second. It was beating the nose, I believe, the first time I rode. A two-year-old going four and a half furlongs, I think it was. Uh, before that, I'd ridden a bunch of match races before I even started professionally. So by the time I did get started, I was already kind of somewhat seasoned and, and then of course you know as time goes on and the game takes you and, and blessed to have just had a great career and, and, and I don't feel like it's, it's over yet I, I still feel like there's a lot of room to, to, to still uh, pull off some amazing things so we'll see what happens what amazing things do you want to uh, accomplish everything every other rider wants to, to win uh, you know just, you named a few of them earlier on you know between your triple crown races and your breeders cups and, and just your your, your Big races all around the country, all around the world uh, nowadays. I mean, there's crazy, crazy, crazy big races now, nowadays compared to, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So when you're blessed to st still be able to compete in those kind of races and, 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 and are competing in them, well, I see no reason to stop now. Mike, has the business changed, do you think, from where it was when you first started to where you are now? I think everything in life does. Yeah. <laughs> What is it that keeps you going and getting up every morning and working horses out and and you know riding in the afternoon? What is it? I, I really enjoy horses. Uh, to be honest with you, I love being around them. I love riding. Uh, I still just I get a kick. I mean, I get a a rush like no other. Uh, rather it be a everyday race or, or, or a stake race. You know, when, when I'm still blessed to win one man it's it's it's, it's, it's a feeling like like no other you, you can't get it unless you're actually involved and, and you've actually won it you can't get that feeling anywhere else do you get the same feeling riding a ten thousand dollar claimer as you do winning the race for a million dollars i do I, I get just as much joy winning for for somebody who only has one horse uh Sometimes it's a different kind of joy. It's it's really 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 neat when you can win win a race. Just even if it's just a cheap claimer for somebody, that's their Breeders' Cup, man. That's their big their big race, and and, and it, it it's it's such a joy to be able to do that and to be a part of it and to win. I don't care what the purse is. You mentioned Breeders' Cup. You've possibly got a chance to maybe win another Breeders' Cup race this year. Do you think? As long as I'm in it, I, I do. <laughs> uh, you know, we got to get there. It's still. Although it's it's close, November's coming up pretty close, but it's still time, you know. So we got to wait and see. As long as I can, you know, a horse like like Kaiba and 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 this really, uh, you know, if they run well, they could certainly put you there, you know. They both seem to be on the improve, right? Obviously, there is a good chance that they could be Breeders' Cup bound. Eh? Why are you so successful? <laughs> Again, you know, when you do when you do something you truly truly love. It, it, it's not work, man. And it, I, I live, sleep, eat, breathe, never stop thinking about horses and races. Uh, it's just who I am. It's in my DNA I, I, for whatever reason. Uh, paying attention to detail, man. All, all, all the things, all the little things that it took to get there. I'm a big detail person. You know, uh, whatever it is that, that feels right and it's working, that I continue to do. And it just works for me. Uh, I try to get along with the horse the best I can. I try to become part of it. Try to think get into its head a little bit and think what it was thinking what's making him happy what's not uh, what's 
working, what's not working, and, and make it easy, you know, not, not make everything so so difficult. I think so many times we get into our head and get ahead of ourselves and yeah. make things a whole lot more complicated than they actually are. Last question for you, Mike. Like, we have a lot of new listeners uh, to our show and that, that, you know, just getting familiar with horse racing and that. Take us through a typical day of Mike Smith. Well, my day certainly, you know, different than when I was younger and, and going out, you know, every morning and hitting the barns and, and, and checking with everybody and, and, and <laughs> trying to get on anything and everything that I could at the time, you know, whereas now, it, you know, I, more late in my career, I'm, I'm blessed to, to kind of pick and choose a little a little more. And, and so, you know, I spend a whole lot of time really on, on, on physically on myself, uh, working out, I get up. Early in the morning, I, I, I train five days a week with a personal trainer. I, I do my own cardio. Uh, that's something that I start at early in the morning. And, and after that, uh, if it's a race day, man, I'm, then I'm, I'm ready to get a couple of hours that I can get ready to ride. And and that's how your day your day starts, you know. And then you just see how the day how the day goes and where it, where it takes you, you know. But that's pretty much a typical day for me. A day off is kind of the same, except uh. After I get done working out and training, I, I just spend some time with my family, do whatever it is they they want to do, you know. Today you don't have a day off. You got a couple of races you have to ride at parks, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you, appreciate you. We're gonna go out there and have fun and and make the most of it, man. Good Lord's willing, we'll see. Uh, if given, uh, you know, a, a, a good fair opportunity, they're both extremely talented and both have a really big chance. So we'll see what happens. After the break, when we come back, Garnet Barnsdale will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSTA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSTA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSTA website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, Mohawk handicapper Garnet Barnsdale joining us today to talk more about the Stakesfield card at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Garnet. I don't know who's happier these days, Bills fans or you, getting ready for tonight's big stakes races. 
Well, uh, I, I'm both of those, so um, <laughs> it's, I guess it's me in, in both cases. Uh, and the Mohawk Million, the Big Daddy, um, there are some great horses there, and I know they had the post position the other day. When you look at this race and the talent involved, it's got to be difficult to pick one over the other. It is. Um, it is when I narrow it down because I, I really narrow it down to two horses here. I, I like the six winners bet, the winner of the Wellwood. I thought he won a phenomenal trip from the 10 hole in the Champlain Stakes on the 15th, and he had missed some time. He'd missed a couple of weeks in between those races. So that sets him up perfectly for this race, really. And um, I, I think the other one is, is oh well, the horse that drew the rail. He's, he's done nothing wrong so far. He's got five starts, three wins, two seconds. Uh, I saw him in the Houghton on uh, Hambo Day at the Meadowlands. He was very good. But Kilmister, who uh, was unbeaten at that point, and I think still is, was just a little bit better. But, um, yeah, there's some really good horses in here. And, you know, one one that I like for a little bit of a long shot, who's been good all year and is going to really fly under the radar here, is the three Oluk Magic, who hmm. comes off a Grand Circuit win. He loses James McDonald, goes to Matt Bax, who's capable. He's the son son of the trainer, John Bax. I think he's a good one to put in your tries and supers because I think he's going to be a big price and he can get a piece of it. Hmm. Yeah, I actually like that horse, and I was going to ask you about that horse, Garnet, if, if you uh, liked him because I know he came back and he won the Champlain, right? Yeah, and uh, he he had a really hard trip in the Wellwood Park uh, mm-hmm. a long way, and he was still there in the stretch. So I think he can probably sit a good trip racing near the front and get a piece of it. Before we get to the the minutia of some of the other races, Garnet, I'm looking at the talent, the races, and everything on, on hand here, what kind of handle are they expecting tonight at Woodbine Mohawk Park? Well, you know, I think I think there's a chance they'll break uh, three million. Look at this lineup. You got the Mohawk Million, which speaks for itself. You got a met, the Metro Pace, the top race for two year old uh, Colt Pacers in North America, a nine hundred thousand dollar race. We got the Canadian Trotting Classic for three year old Trotting Colts for over six hundred thousand. The She's a Great Lady for two year old Pacing Phillies for more than half a million, and the Elegant Image for three year old Trotting Phillies. And you got an open pace for aged horses, and the aged mares uh, pacing an uh, open handicap. It's just an unbelievable card. It's it's almost like North America Cup Night uh, two. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> All right. You you've wet our appetites, uh, Garnet. Let's let's talk about the uh, Metro Pace and the Canadian Trotting Classic now. Sure. Um, you know, the, for me, the Metro Pace really kind of goes through one horse. I think uh, Save America, to me, um, to my eyes, is a generational talent. This horse, uh, last week in the Metro Limb, took a different approach. He'd been, he'd been leading all the way in his three prior starts. He came first over, and he, he paced an, an uncovered uh, third quarter in 26 flat and still managed to draw off late. That's not something you see very often with a two-year-old pacing colt making his fifth start. Um, I saw this horse break his maiden. Actually, I, I bet quite a bit on him at the Meadowlands. In his second start, he paid eight uh, five twenty. He paced a 149.4 mile in his second start. So, yeah, there are some other good horses in here, but to me, this race goes through him, and I think you're going to see a big performance from Save America uh, uh, tonight. If, if Save America is that much of a favorite, Garnet, where do you look for a place or a show in this race? You know what? I'm going to go uh, for the exactor in my DRF harness picks. I, I took the horse that he finished second to him last week. Moment is here. I thought he raced really well. He, he made a big uh, third quarter move to the front. He was a length and three quarters ahead of Save America, and he was kind of a stubborn, uh, stubborn in defeat. He only got beat a length, and I think he's going to be a big price again because uh, people are going to go to the local stockade Sealster. You know, he's six for seven. He got beat last week, but. 
Um, you know, he missed a week between them, so he's going to take some money. Probably uh, ticker tape Hanover, who goes for Linda Toscano, is going to take some money. He he was really good last week. So uh, for me, I'm going to go with Moment is here for a second. Hmm, Larry. Okay. Uh, if there's races like like tonight, Garnet, that there's finals for them, and that how much emphasis do you put on the eliminations for these horses to to get to this race? Do you put any any stock on that? Well, I think um, I think the ones uh, the Metro paces uh, the winners pick their post, right? So I think um, more so than in an open draw, they're really trying to win the race. So I think uh, you know for the most part, you can pretty much take them at face value. If it's an open draw final, not so much. Horses maybe just trying to make the final and save something for the for the final. So um, I think you can pretty much take it at face value for the Metro. And what about the Trotting Classic? The Trotting Classic. I got to scroll down here. What race was that one again? Uh, no, for tonight, the Canadian Trotting Classic. Who are you liking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the Trotting Classic. I like. Race I got to find it in my uh, race nine. I, I, you know what? The Trotting Classic is a great betting race, and that's the first thing I said in, in my analysis. Great betting race. I, I'm. I, I see maybe a closer coming on to win this, and I think King of the North is probably going to take a stock and close approach, but. Uh, honestly, I used five horses in this race in my pick five. I think Cake Stand, coming off two narrow losses in a row, his speed makes him really dangerous. Uh, branded by Lindy, sent out by Lindy Farms. Top hmm. connections, they've had really good success at this track. And, you know, I think you got to look at the local twin, Archie a little bit, and also Pretender from the nine hole, who, um, you know, he traded decisions with Temporal Hanover in his last two starts, and Temporal Hanover's a really good horse, so... You know what? I, I, my advice in this race would be to price shop because I, I think there's five or six of them that can win, and in cases like that, I don't know. I don't think you want to bet a favorite. Interesting, Larry. Okay, okay we'll come back to uh, maybe get a couple of other selections uh, in a, in a bit from you, Gardner. But let's just talk about the Woodbine Mohawk meet uh, to date, and you know some of the bigger highlights and and you know some of the bigger nights of of racing. Now, what has impressed you so much at at Woodbine Mohawk Park? Well, I mean, I, I guess you got to be impressed by Bulldog Hanover pacing a 46-4 and four mile um, in the pacing derby, which tied Dr. Jay Hanover's uh, all-age track record. But um, if you saw both of those races, I was there both nights, there's a big difference in conditions. Uh, Bulldog Hanover's race was raced late in the card. It was cool at night. Not conditions you would ever expect a record in where Dr. J. Hanover was in the second race on a Saturday night. The sun was still shining. It was warm. It was muggy. Conditions that are, you know, conducive to horses racing fast. So, for me, that might be the biggest highlight of all, was that, um, you know, Bulldog is he's just phenomenal, and he was able to do that on a cool night, which you don't really expect. It's been a big year for some of the drivers, too, don't you think? Yeah, you know, James McDonald continues to dominate. Um, you know, I think from a handicapping uh, perspective, if, if you're looking at races where there's no standout, you know, some of these non-winners are one, non-winners are two. If James is getting on a horse for the first time, or even Doug McNair is a big angle, I, I quite often use the term first-time McNair. Hmm. Uh, these guys can really wake horses up. And, you know, even though they're, they're the top two drivers, a lot of times you get prices because the horse's form isn't that great coming into it, right? So um, those two kind of stand out to me, McNair and McDonald. They continue to dominate, and 
they just know how to make speed, maybe more so than a lot of the other guys. And Garnet, that's an interesting and actually shrewd uh, wagering strategy. Look for a horse who's maybe inexperienced, but with a great driver, and you get that value. Yeah, or even if the horse, you know, even a horse that showed just a little bit of improvement in its last start and it's moving to one of these guys who, uh, you know, are, are just a little bit better than the others um, and, and can find the right trip and or, you know, just take a, even if they shave a couple this of a second off a horse horse's time that that's you know one or two lengths that can make the difference uh, when you come into the wire hmm. well speaking of angles uh garnet usually every show when we have you on we get you to share one of your favorite ones so uh we're we're, we're going back to the to the master again <laughs> you know there's, there's one thing that and somebody asked a, a similar question i was thinking about um thinking about it actually this morning and one of the things I like to look at are subtle, what looks to be a subtle post position change, but isn't. So, for example, a horse moving from the eight hole to the six hole, you might think, well, he's only moving in a couple spots. It's not that big a deal, but he's moving from, you know, maybe a 9% post to a 17% post, right? So it's almost twice as good. Um, and a lot of times, um, Drivers knowing that post six is the best post uh, will leave a lot quicker than, say, if they have post eight. And, you know, one or two horses leading to the inside of you uh, or not can make a big difference on positioning and, and the outcome. So a lot of times, you know, it might not look like it's that big a deal, but it can really uh, turn the tide in a horse's favor uh, in cases like that. Is that part of the appeal of what you do, Garnet, is the – the quest for perfection, to, to, to handicap the perfect race, knowing that it's maybe not going to happen, but always striving for it? Um, not necessarily. I think, I think I strive for consistency. I think I like to, like to, you know, hopefully pick her somewhere in the neighborhood of 40% winners, uh, especially in this day and age where there's more favorites. Not that I want to cash on favorites necessarily. Uh, not so much, it's not so much about a specific race as opposed to the long game, especially mm. in wagering, right? I mean, you know, people use terms like, oh, well, I, I got to get out in this last race. Well, no, you really don't. You got to think about, am I going to be ahead at the end of the week or the month or the year instead of just tonight, right? So I don't particularly look for the perfect race as opposed to maybe a good year overall. 40%, that's interesting. I think a lot of people would be surprised that that's considered a successful year for a wagering handy, uh, when you're handicapping and wagering. Yeah, and I'm not there. I'm, I'm probably. <laughs> I think my current my current uh, number over the course of like you know from January to almost October is about 32 or 33 um, percent. But uh, you know the key is to get some prices and more so to construct winning tickets. Uh, you don't necessarily have to pick the winner on top every race to be able to make money. Hmm. Yeah, and good back, point. And back in the day, 30 percent was considered exceptional, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, let's put you to work. Uh, you've gone through a few of the races for us. Is there anybody else that you like here tonight at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park? You know, there's a horse I've been following, and, and I could be way off base here, but I hope not. There's a horse I've been kind of following most of the year in the race three. That'll be sporty. Um, he, he's, he's a horse that a lot of times drops way far back and comes on late and gets in traffic and closes late for second or third or fourth. For me tonight, this might be the time to pounce because he picks up Tim Tietrich. And if anybody can work some magic with a horse, um, I think this horse is probably better than he looks on paper, but he hasn't been getting the trips or the drives. So for me, that's a bit of a price play in, in race three. Um, we got the pop-up series in race five. I like the three going fast. I think it's going to come down to either him 
or the six pipe wrench Charlie, which hmm. is a great name, probably named after a mechanic or something. <laughs> um, but last week, uh, I think going fast was the better horse last week. He, he swung wide on the last turn, came down the middle of the track. Pipe wrench Charlie was sitting fifth most of the way, and uh, a bunch of horses vacated the pylons in front of him. He got a clear run right up the inside to beat going fast. So, um, you know, if, if more people are betting pipe wrench Charlie off that race, I think he might get some value here because he may not have been the best horse that night, but he got the best trip. Well, it's going to be hot, hazy, and humid in Miami on Sunday as your beloved Bills are taking on the Dolphins. I love the Bills and the money line, but uh, the Dolphins, they could cover five-and-a-half point spread, Garnet. It's interesting to note that the Bills, probably the Bills' entire secondary is out. They they already don't have Tredavious White, their top cornerback. Um, their other starting cornerback got injured last week and taken to the hospital. He's out. And they're two. And one of their safeties has been ruled out this morning, and the other one is also on the injury report. So, yeah, um, and you got to stop Tyreek yeah, Hill. I'm hoping it's yeah. Van Miller. Von Miller better have a big day. <laughs> <laughs> um, the key to the game is going to be taking taking time away from Tua, right? But Absolutely. Listen, yeah. The, the one thing that Miami doesn't have that we do is, is Josh Allen. Yeah. Yep. Right. And uh, so we'll see. I, I'm not going to bet a lot of money in this game. I just bet on the first touchdown scores that win all the time. Like, I had 10 bucks on Reggie Gilliam Monday night and won 700. So Look at you! I already got a bet on Dawson Knox at 12-1. Oh. to 1. He's due. He's due. He's good pick. <laughs> Garnett, always a pleasure. We love having you on. Go Bills and enjoy the races tonight. Go Bills and thanks, guys. Always my pleasure. Anytime. Will do. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park. And, of course, some racing at several of the North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's Ponies Picks today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. We will be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine. 
Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Okay, what a weekend it is. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his Ponies Picks today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing, the Josh Allen of Picks. Take it away. Josh Allen of Picks. You know, doing it all. You can run it in. You can throw it in. You're a winner. So MVP. 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 Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay, let's start at Woodbine. They have a, a 10 race card today. Race 10 is an optional claimer for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up at one mile on the turf, for a purse of $60,300. Number five, Systematic, hails from the Marty Drexler barn and enters this race in uh, terrific form, you could say, including a wire-to-wire finish uh, uh, win last start at seven and a half furlongs, which was also on the grass. Systematic looks to be the controlling speed again today and shows a nice 47 breeze work seven days ago. Uh, this horse has really been a new horse since uh, Marty claimed it in February at Gulfstream Park. So Drexler has good stats with horses that won their last start and horses going from a sprint to a route. I also like the fact that leading jockey Kamura is back in the saddle today. And he looked to have some other options that he could have chosen in this race. And combined over the past two years, Kamura and Drexler together have won 29% of their starts. Really? Yeah, so that's quite, that's quite a number. So cool. Woodbine, race 10, number five, systematic. And we should point out the weather, temperature in the high teens, sun and clouds, pretty much perfect conditions. Yeah, it should be uh, firm turf. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's next? Okay, let's go to Parks. They have a 13 race card today, including the $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. Uh, race 10, though, is the Grade 2 Gallant Bob Stakes for a purse of $300,000, and it's six furlongs on the dirt. This is actually going to be my long shot play of the day. And number 10 is a horse that we spoke about a few months ago, a horse by the name of Lightning Larry. Lightning Larry! Ridden today, again, by friend of the show, Chantel Sutherland. Oh, Chantel, all right yeah. on. Uh, two starts back, Lightning Larry won the grade three Chick Lang stakes at Pimlico with Chantel riding. And I remember an interview after the race with uh, Lightning Larry's trainer, uh, Jorge Delgado, who made mention that today's gallant bob stakes was the race that he was focusing uh, Lightning Larry on. Uh, and it looks like that's the case today. Uh, since the Chick Lang race, Delgado gave Lightning Larry a couple of months off and brought him back August 6th in the Jersey Shore Stakes at Monmouth, which Lightning Larry was actually favored in, but the race went in 108 and 4, and Lightning Larry tired and finished fifth after being up with the pace. Since then, Lightning Larry has worked four times for today's race, including a bullet 36 breezing gate work. Uh, the Chick Lang Stakes, this is interesting, the Chick Lang Stakes was the second start off a layoff, and that's what we have today with Lightning Larry and Chantel. So, Parks, race 10, number 10, Lightning Larry. Superb, and next? All right, Churchill Downs has a night racing card tonight, uh, and 11 races on tap. Uh, race 6 has a large field of two-year-old maiden special weights, five and a half furlongs on the dirt for a purse of $120,000. Although I'm not crazy about the post position, I like the 12 horse in here, Carsano, a first-time starter who's been working steadily since August 12th, including three, four furlong back-to-back -back works on September 2nd, September 9th, and the 16th. Trainer Victoria Oliver has decent stats with first-time starters, 
But the kicker, I believe, with Carsano was the breeding. As his sire is Bolt Doro, who's one of the leading two-year-old sires this year in North America. It's a large field and only a couple have started. So in a race like this, I like to look at workouts and also whether they're nicely spaced and the breeding. And you have both here with this guy today. So Churchill Downs, race six, number 12, Carsano. And finally? Finally, Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 13-race card tonight. Race five is a one-mile pace, and it's the pop-up series final. That was a small stake series that they had been running, and it's a purse of $25,000. Number one, Forefather, was burdened with the pesky nine-hole last start in a uh, division of the pop-up series. And despite the nine-hole, Forefather was made favorite for the race. In his two races prior to last week's, and before that, and both were in actually the pop-up series, uh, Forefather had a close third-place finish, and three back, he was an easy winner in 150-1. and one. Uh, Last week, despite the nine-hole and being parked out for much of the race, Forefather was only beaten two and three-quarter lengths in a pretty decent effort. Tonight, as mentioned, he leaves from the rail, which is a little better than post nine, and retains friend of the show, James McDonald. Yeah. And I like the morning line odds of five to one. It's a competitive field racing for the $25,000 purse. And if Forefather retains the good form of his last three races, and if James McDonald can work out a trip from the rail, he should be close by tonight. So Woodbine, Mohawk Park, race five, number one, Forefather. Outstanding. It should be an incredible night at Woodbine, Mohawk Park. Thank you to our buddy, Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing. As always, goodbye, and thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7, the magazine, which was released recently, email Larry Simpson at... The Ponies 247 Experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 247 Lymphoma Candidate Campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate to the cause. Stick around 105.9 The Region all weekend long. The legend and rumors up next with the feed, York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back here Monday morning. Enjoy the weekend. For you Bills fans out there, go Bills. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.